Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. What a wild time that we are in. This is a very sobering time as the nations are raging. Literally, the nations are raging. Everything is being set, <clears throat> set on end. How many of you remember the words of a great American patriot? His name is Thomas Paine. He wrote these famous words in December of 1776, his book, The American Crisis. These words were, these are the times that try men's souls. These are the times that try men's souls. This is very true. We are in an extraordinary accelerated time of natural warfare and spiritual warfare. And it requires a supernatural response. It actually requires that we engage our greatest weapon of warfare, and that's prayer and intercession. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen? We have to engage our weapons of warfare in prayer, and we can't back up. I've said this many times to this family that as long as we are in the earth, we are ordained and called by God to redeem the time. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5 Verse 15, it says, See then that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Let's read that again. Then see that you walk circumspectively, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Do not act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Hear that tonight. But understand what the Lord wants you to do. That means we are called right now to pull ourselves away and listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then with every bit of courage that we have in our spirit, man, we are to obey Him at all cost. Are you with me tonight? We're to listen to the voice of the Lord. Then we're to obey at all costs. This time demands now, church, that the kingdom of God, and that is you and I, that we become a voice, that we literally become a trumpet of God. As Amos spoke to us last week, Amos chapter 3 and verse 8, he says, we have heard the roar of the lion. Now who can not Hold back, but prophesy. Once you hear the sound of the roar of the Lord resonating in your spirit, the spirit of prophecy is going to come alive within you again, and you're going to begin to declare the word of the Lord becoming a voice and a testament in this hour. Can I get an amen? Come on. This is the hour where we have to be very wise. We have to be very discerning. We have to be very alert in this hour. Alert. That means that, I've said it many times, it means that we cannot tolerate any level of spiritual dullness. We have to be sharp. Soldiers are sharp. Soldiers are sharp. 1 Peter chapter 5. Stay with me tonight. I'm going to move on. 1 Peter chapter 5, we know it well in verse 8. This is an epic wake-up call. Hear this. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking who he may devour. Now, I want to ask you some questions tonight, and you may want to put them in your notes. A few questions that I felt to just submit to you. What are we learning in this hour? What are we learning in this hour? You cannot be passive. You cannot be asleep. You have to be alert in this hour. What are you learning? What are we learning right now about the priority of real leadership? Think of that. What are we learning right now about the priority of real leadership? You watch the struggle of the nations right now. You see you see world dictators, you see world leaders, national leaders, so emboldened, so embrazen. There is a spirit of domination that is manifesting out of them like something we've never seen before. We know it to be the spirit of Antichrist. Are you still with me? It's a, I will say this, it's like a predatory spirit. It's predatory. It's like wolves that smell weakness. 
and they begin as a predator to move in. It's a predatory spirit. It's, a, it's an emboldened, brazen spirit where they see the weak and that domination, that spirit of domination and intimidation begins to come out. We're seeing it on national leaders everywhere. And let me tell you, when Putin looks at Joe Biden, he sees weakness personified. He sees a pitiful weakness. I got another question tonight. What are, what are we learning about our rights to bear arms? What are we learning about our rights to defend ourselves right now? What are we learning about those who would like to strip our rights so that we would not be able to bear arms? Think about what we are watching. Are you guys okay? I know I'm coming fast. Think about what we are watching right now in the nation of Ukraine, arming their 16-year-old boys, arming their, their elder men from 16 to 65 years of age, arming them with automatic weapons. I'm telling you, what are the lessons that we are learning? Are we watching? Are we awakened to this reality? What are we learning? What are we learning about preparedness? What are we learning about readying ourselves in this time of warfare? These are big questions, ladies and gentlemen. Because when war breaks out, guess what? Rallies and Arby's and wherever, they're not open. We've seen war explode in this nation of Ukraine. And now think about the supplies of food. Think about the, just the simple supply of water, the demand for food, for water, for ammunitions. How many of you saw the president of Ukraine when he was asked by our own government if he would like to be lifted out of there, him and his family, he said, absolutely not. I'm not leaving. He says, I don't want to lift. I want ammunition. And our first and foremost ammunition that we need to give that leader is our intercession and our prayer over him and engage the armies of heaven around him. What are we learning about preparedness? What are we learning about deception and lies even now? What are we learning about the years of propaganda that is now being exposed? What are we really grappling with? What are we getting down to? Are we understanding this? What are we learning about deception when it comes to dealing with our own bodies, with medications and with vaccinations? What are we really learning? Are we learning the lessons or are we doomed to repeat history? We have to learn these lessons now, my friend. The ecclesia, this church that Jesus is building, that the gates of hell will not prevail against. It must be a church that has its spiritual perception wide open that we cannot be duped by the spirit of this age. What are we learning about preparing for the evil days ahead? Oh, I've got another big question. This is a big one. What are we learning concerning Bible prophecy of the last days that we're living in? Because I want to tell you something very, very plainly. If you are listening to voices right now concerning the coming of the Lord that have no urgency in their voice, not telling you about the urgency of the return of the Lord, I want to tell you and submit to you, you are listening to the wrong voices. It got quiet in this Presbyterian church. If you're listening to voices, it's amazing. It's amazing to me how you will get on the American platforms of social media and have, have all of these prophetic teachers saying, oh, the coming of the Lord is not yet. This is not the time for the rapture. This is not the time for the coming of the Lord. I'm telling you, that's not what you need to be hearing in this hour. You need to be hearing the Maranatha cry coming up out of your spirit that's saying, come, Lord Jesus. This is a time to be spiritually ready, spiritually fit, prepared, burning for the Lord, ladies and gentlemen, looking for the appearing of the Lord. 
I've said this many times. I'm not living for the return of Donald Trump. And I love him and I pray for him all the time. And I'm thankful for his leadership. I'm thankful for the mantle that's on his life. I'm living for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, my friend, I believe in our lifetime, we're going to see Jesus return just as he promised, just as he said. Woo! There's a lot of wrong voices, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be shutting off in this hour. We need to be looking for those that are burning in love for the Lord. Burning with love for the Lord. The bride needs to be burning, yearning. The bride needs to be burning, yearning for the return of our King. And it's because we've had all of these prophetic summits, all of these apostolic summits that have talked about everything else in the world except the coming of the Lord. You know why? Because they don't want to be wrong. They want everybody to keep buying their books. I'm telling you what, we better get back to the centrality of the word of God that the king is coming and the nations are his. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation. They belong to to Jesus. Help me preach, Lord. Talk amongst yourself. It's a commercial break. Thank you. I heard that. Matthew 24. Matthew 24. These are the words of Jesus. Matthew 24, 6 and 7. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see that you are not troubled. Wow. Jesus is commanding us this. This is huge. See that you're not troubled. I'm telling you, I keep saying that and decreeing that over my household, over my life, over this ministry. See that we are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Make sure you mark that down. The end is not yet. But ladies and gentlemen, we are drawing nigh unto that hour. We are racing again towards the epic crescendo of the Lord's return. But the end is not yet, for nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. Verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold cold. I believe that all skeptics right now concerning Bible prophecy are about to look with fresh awe and wonder at the things that are about to unfold. It very well could be, it very well could be that we are seeing the beginning stages of entering into World War III. I'm not a catastrophist. I'm not a, I'm not a doom and gloom preacher. Everybody knows that. But I I preach according to the Word of God, not the Encyclopedia Britannica. Psalm 94. I want to to throw some focus into this really strong. Psalm 94, I'd like you to go there. It's going to be behind me. And I want you to put this in your notes because I believe that this is the question that God is still asking. When this Scripture was branded into my spirit, it was in my early 20s. In my early 20s, I was studying theologian, German pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a theologian who became a spy, who became a martyr. Bonhoeffer was a lion heart. He, he was the one who spoke out, rose up against Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich, denounced Hitler on the radio till he was cut off right in midstream on radio. He began to run for his life while he was hunted down by the Third Reich Gestapo. He was teaching other theologians along with his friend Karl Barth. And when Dietrich Bonhoeffer would get up and speak and he would thunder against the heresy that was being released throughout Germany and throughout the land, and he was decrying against Adolf Hitler, this was one of the verses that were paramount to him. And here it is. Are you there? Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Let's read it together one more time. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Let's read it one more time. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand for me against the workers of iniquity? My friend, I pray that that is you.
I pray that I am leading a company of men of God, a company of women of God, when everyone else is bowing down to the golden calves of this age, that you will be the one set on fire. You will be the one standing up. You will be the man of God. You will be the voice of God. You will be the lion testifying. This is the word of the Lord. Come on. Bonhoeffer was hunted down. He was thrown in prison. He was in prison for over two years. The word was released that he should be killed. He was 39 years of age. He was in the prime of his life. They stripped him naked in that jail cell. They marched him out and they hung him. History tells us that Three weeks after Dietrich Bonhoeffer's death, his hanging, General George Patton's army came in victoriously. And Hitler committed suicide, and Europe was liberated. What we are seeing unfold right now, this evil invasion of Russia, it is evil, with Putin and his demonic hordes. And I'm telling you, this has to be stopped. It has to be stopped. Do you understand, guys, the, the famine of leadership in the world is ca- causing catastrophic danger. It's the famine of leadership. It's the famine of those who refuse to do the right thing. You've heard it said before. I mean, you see the trouble that weak men, weak men, weak women that they are causing and spawning on the nations of the earth. It is beyond devastating. I'm exhausted tonight for many reasons. I was up all through the night. I couldn't sleep again. I would wake up and I would just wake up praying. I would see images in my mind. I was, I was praying. I was praying for children. I was praying for women. I was praying for them, just those that were in exile, fleeing for their lives. I, I was praying for senior citizens. I, I, I just saw all these images going before my mind and I would, I would fall back asleep for a little while. Then I would be awakened again just, and I was praying and praying. And finally, I was, I was bothering Bryn so much. I, you know, I said, I got to go downstairs. And I just walked and prayed, walked and prayed. What we're seeing, guys, we, were, we, had a, we had a meeting last night honoring all of the volunteers here at Victory, one of the men at our table. He said, I, I just never thought, I never thought we'd see this kind of war again in my lifetime. It's very sobering. Every one of us are being hit by this. We're being touched by this. The church in Ukraine, guys, I mean, the nation of Ukraine is, is one of the greatest sending stations for the gospel. How many of you know that? It's one of the greatest sending stations for missionaries coming in, in and out of for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the proclamation and the preaching of the gospel. I continue to pray for soldiers. I continue to pray for young men, elder men, who had to immediately enlist and fight. What is still unfolding as we sit in this room right now in the capital of Kiev is unbelievable. Early this morning, I was watching some footage and some video that just, it, it, it just stunned me in my tracks. It, it was like city entire city blocks were on fire, raging fire. And here's these young kids and some of them, you could capture their faces as they were turning. They looked as, just as young as my son, warring and fighting. It devastated me. Oh, guys, how we need a move of God. How we need a move of the Spirit in the nations of the earth. My God. I want you to turn to John chapter 16, if you will. We belong to God, and just because we belong to God doesn't mean that we will escape difficult times. 
I think we, we all need to get back to this, this understanding that no one is immune from difficulty. No one is immune from trial or tribulation. Matthew, I'm sorry, John 16, 33. He said, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. For in this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And we know that peace resonates out of the Prince of Peace himself. It is from within. We know that Jesus was able to calm the storm over the sea that was raging to come to destroy His very disciples. And out of the peace that He abided in with His Father, He was able to speak the power of that decree over the winds and the wave. And it had to lay down and they turned and said, My God, who is this that even the winds and the waves listen to Him? Jesus was abiding in the rest and in that peace. Guys, this is the time that we have to learn big lessons. This is the time where we have to learn big lessons on how to get ourselves really anchored and really established in the presence of the Lord, anchored in the rest of God, anchored in the peace of God. Because as we go into the coming months and there's more upheaval and there's more shaking and more trial and more crisis, we're going to have to be anchored in Christ alone. Christ alone, anchored in Him. No other place but in the Lord. The Apostle Paul said it like this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verses 8 and 9, I know it will be behind me, put it in your notes. He says, we're hard pressed on every side, and yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not forsaken. Struck down, but we are not destroyed. The reality of it is we're going to experience promise uh, problems in this life. Even while we know the Lord, even while we walk with the Lord, we're going to experience trials, tribulations, persecutions, but we have to be anchored in the Lord Himself, drawing supernatural strength, drawing perseverance, drawing endurance, drawing wisdom from the Lord. We don't know what is to come. We don't know what is to come. Our entire ministry could shift in a moment. Everything could shift in a moment in America. Everything could shift in Florida in a moment. You, you better keep taking stock of what is happening on the shelves of America. It requires gas, too, to get food to grocery stores. We've been saying this, guys, for months. It's preparation time. Are we learning? Are we getting prepared? I have not been the preacher who's been embarrassed to say, make sure you get your food and water and your ammunitions ready. And I'm not going to keep saying it. Doesn't matter who throws whatever. We need to be prepared. Everything could change in a moment. We could be cooking meals all day long for the next six months just to take care of the families of this house and friends of this church. You don't know. And I'll tell you what, it has been very, very sobering. See, when I say this like this, some, some of you, 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 I hope you don't think, gosh, we're just untouchable. We're America. We're untouchable. Guys, 9-11 showed us we're not untouchable. There's something far, far more sinister that wants to lurk in and come in beyond, beyond airplanes with jet fuel. And the detonation of buildings. I want to remind us tonight that our God is the God of all comfort. That's the time I want to hear you say amen. He's the God of all comfort. It's who He is. The Apostle Paul, Romans 8, he thundered this promise. Romans 8, he said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height or depth, 
nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He's saying whatever comes, whatever begins to manifest, this is where I am anchored. I am fully persuaded. Nothing is going to be able to sift me from being in the grip of the love of Christ. Nahum chapter 1 verse 7. Throw it in your notes tonight. It says the Lord is good. He's a refuge in time of trouble. He cares for those who trust him. Read it with me again. The Lord is good, a refuge in times of trouble. He cares for those who trust in Him. God is so good. We sing about the goodness of God. I was so thankful we kept just decreeing that tonight. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. When, the, when it seems like the world's in a complete spin cycle and everything is just utter chaos we got to remind ourselves our God and our father is good he's the father of glory he's the father of all comfort Psalm 145 throw it in your notes tonight grab it take hold of it this week declare it over your kids your grandkids your family your house get a tattoo of it I'm kidding Psalm 145 verse 18 and 19 The Lord is near to all those who call upon Him. Somebody shout amen. Amen. The Lord is near. The Lord is near to all those who call upon Him. To all who call upon Him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cry. And He saves them. Ho! This is the promise of God. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Whatever comes, whatever comes, if war comes, if we see something on our land come that we never thought, something completely unimaginable, the anchor will hold true. The Lord will be steadfast and secure. Hebrews 4, I'm just trimming a lot of message. I'm modifying some things tonight. Hebrews 4, the word is important. This word is important. 15, 16. For we do not have a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our, sympathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way just as, as we are, yet without sin. Isn't that awesome that Jesus was incorruptible? He was incorruptible. Josiah was talking about acacia wood last night to all of our leaders. The reason that God told Moses to build everything in the tabernacle, including the Ark of the Covenant with acacia wood, is because acacia wood is incorruptible wood. And that which the Lord builds is incorruptible. It's unstoppable. It's unquenchable. And every other bowl that you can find. I wrote a book about it. So anyway. (laughs) Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Approach the throne of grace with confidence. So that we may receive mercy and find grace in our time of need. I am thankful and I know that you are thankful and I could throw this microphone out into this great crowd tonight. And you could speak of the faithfulness of God, the faithfulness of God and the goodness of God, of our high priest who was able to sympathize with you, with me. In our time of need, guys, I want to tell you, you can access the throne of grace and mercy. In our time of need, you can access the very power of God. When we come in here, and I'm just going to deliberately say it again. When we're, when we're doing worship, what are we doing? We are accessing the throne of God so that then we can begin to release His authority and His power and His decrees to shift nations, to shift atmospheres, to shift Florida into alignment, to shift Washington, D.C., and we're not going to relent on it. We have an open access to the throne of God. I'm saying to you, what are we going to do with this great and glorious access? I say that we access grace. I say 
that we access mercy and we begin to just siege heaven and release mercy and grace over the Ukraine and over that region and over the Middle East and say, God, we loose your divine intervention, your angel armies to release mercy and grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to close here tonight. I've been trying to go quick. <laughs> it's not working so well. He's our God of all comfort. Second Corinthians chapter one. Cody, I'd like you to come, brother. Thank you. Paul writes, he says, blessed be the, the, the God and the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The father of mercies. The God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. Wow. Before I read on, you know, there have been times in your life when you were going through something unexplainable and you didn't have the power to pray. And someone else was praying and interceding for you. Isn't that awesome to think about? That when you were so broken and hurt and weak and fragile, God had others in the family that were able to just launch missiles of love and the goodness of God over your life to pray for you, to pray for your husband, to pray for your, your wife, to pray for your children, to intercede for you. When you just feel, you just, and see, guys, that's what we're doing. What we've done tonight, even from this platform as we were praying for the Ukraine, guys, they are so traumatized. They are so traumatized by everything that they are enduring and seeing right now. That it requires, it requires the body of Christ to lock in as one and intercede over them while they can't intercede. They're trying to stay alive. They're trying to survive. This is the time where we lock together and we bombard heaven for this country. Our Father is the Father of mercies. Thank you, Father. Thank you, you are the Father of mercies. You are the God of all comfort. You comfort us in all of our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have been comforted by God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation abounds through Christ. Wow. I'd like you to put your Bibles aside. I want to move into a time of prayer. Father, we bind our heart to your heart tonight. We yoke our heart to your heart, Lord. Lay your heart upon us, God. That you would create in us and make in us, Lord, a house of prayer for all nations. Lord, you are building your church. You are building us. And you are making us into that house of prayer. Father, I thank you tonight for bringing Roger into the house. Lord, this was a very significant moment. It is a special piece, Lord. We don't even want to act like we fully understand it. But Lord, we see your grace in it. We see your power in it. And Lord, I believe what you're going to unlock and unfold, Lord, this mystery, this time, even destinies and lives, Lord, for such a time as this, Lord, that you're going to use this family, this ecclesia, Lord, for this region, for this city, but also, Lord, in the Middle East. 
I thank you that you are expanding this tent. You are enlarging us to the right and to the left, Lord. Hallelujah. You are lengthening our cords. You are strengthening our stakes. You are enlarging the capacity of the house. You are enlarging the vision of the house, Lord. I thank you, God. You are enlarging us with your passions and with your burnings. Oh, God. You are laying upon us the burden of the Lord. And we, Lord, we receive it. Lord, that you would be able to burden us like Amos. That we would hear the roar of the lion and we would be the ones to stand and trumpet and prophesy and to give and to be generous and to send forth out of this house as an embassy of heaven that we would send ambassadors. And Lord, I thank you, Roger Lee is an ambassador from your throne. He is a man wrapped in your mantle and in your favor. I thank you, Lord, that we were able to lay hands on him tonight. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to give for such a time as this, Lord, that it would release forth those that will be born again into the kingdom of God. That the sons of Ishmael, Lord, they will come to the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Their hearts set ablaze, set afire. They'll find their Messiah in our Lord and our Christ, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham, the Son of God, the Son of Man. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to sow tonight every gift will be loosed forth in love and with miracles upon it. I want you to ask the Lord what he would have you to do tonight above your regular offering tonight. You'll never be manipulated in this house or put pressure on to give. Just do what the Lord puts on your heart and just be obedient to do it. Hallelujah. I'd like our ushers to come at this time. If you need an offering envelope, I'd like you to lift your hand so we can serve you. You can give on our app right now, our Victory FLA app. You can give online, victoryfla.com. You can give there safely. You can give there securely. Thank you so much for your faithfulness of giving. Thank you for honoring the Lord. Thank you. Just thank you. God is so good. Thank you guys right there. Again, if you took an envelope tonight, you can go right to the missions line. You can write in there Iraq. You can write in there Roger Lee. We'll know exactly what it's going for. I want to encourage you, do something tonight. Do something. Oh, Brian, I've only got $2 in my pocket. Man, do something. Just give that. Give it and give it with faith. Give it with, just attach your faith to it. Do it. I've been there. I've been in meetings where whatever was in my pocket, I said, God, I'm taking hold of this. I'm releasing this for the work of your kingdom, for the expansion of your kingdom. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So we had one major announcement tonight. I want to give that before we receive the offering. Um, as most of you know, my wife and I, we will be in Ohio a week from tonight. We'll be celebrating my father-in-law's 80th birthday. Bren's dad, yeah. His name is Patrick. I love him. 
I've been in this family now 27, a little over 27 years. <laughs> I love my father-in-law. He's a good man, such a good man. We're going to be there next week, and we're so blessed to have Shane Tenney bringing the word next Saturday night. Is that mighty slide behind me? That charisma news. <laughs> it's Shane, it's Shane, it's Shane. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> you know I'm kidding. I love it. Mary did amazing making that. It's awesome. I know Shane's going to bring a mighty word. Shane and Janique are such a gift of God to our body, to our family. Love you guys. great gifts of God. We are so blessed. We have such amazing people here at Victory. So blessed. Are you ready to give tonight? Father, Father, this is a special moment. Tonight as we give, Lord, I want to declare your prosperity, your abundance, your riches, your favor, your preferential treatment over your people, that you would bless them, richly bless them, opening up brand new doors of opportunity, gifts and surprises, <laughs> inheritances, anything that is caught up in the legal system immediately being hit with favor and, Lord, that which belongs to your sons and daughters coming forth now in Jesus' name. Father, we decree your favor over your people, that you delight in the prosperity of your servants, that there will be more than enough because you are El Shaddai. You are more than enough. I pray that the Lord would bless your storehouse. He would bless your storehouse. He would bless your reservoirs. That he would fill them up with every supply that will be needed in the days and months to come. That your storehouses will be full with everything that you will have need of in the coming time. I thank you, Lord, that you're pouring out the spirit of wisdom and you're speaking to us very practical things to get ready in our home, to get our house in order. To get our house in order. And we'll do it, Lord. We'll do it. And we'll do it with, with no fear. But we'll do it knowing that our God shall supply all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, as this seed goes forth now <clears throat> to Iraq, we bless this nation. Lord, we pray that as this team is going forth, Lord, that the hearts of those that they will minister to will be so open and yielded over to the power of the gospel that they would find Christ Jesus as King and the lover of their soul. Lord, we pray for awakening and revival to burst forth in the Middle East the awakening, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened and opened, and they would see you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are drawing all men unto yourself, Jesus. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue. And we call them in, Lord. We call in the harvest of the ages. We call in Israel the harvest of the ages. We call in Israel, oh God. We call in the Arabs, God. We call them in, we call them in. God, we call Russia in. We call them in. We call Ukraine in, Lord. We call Belarus in, Lord. Shepherd of the nations. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ushers, go ahead and serve the people tonight. Thank you so much.
Just sing it in concert. You are worthy. 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 Oh, Jesus. God, you are worthy. You are worthy. And you are Father, I thank you that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. Power and of love and a sound mind. I thank you, Lord. Your people have been unshackled from a spirit of fear and of bondage, from a spirit of intimidation and manipulation. Lord, that your people will soar like eagles. Hallelujah. They will soar in the winds of the spirit. They will mount up. They will hear your voice. They will be led by your voice, Lord. I thank you for your counsel in this hour. I thank you that as we are seeking you in the secret place, Lord, that we are hearing you and that we will obey you. We will listen. I pray, Lord, that we would draw even closer. We would draw. We would create more sacred space in our lives to draw close and to draw near, to listen and specifically obey and stand in that place of obedience, stand in that place of surrender. I thank you, Lord, that you are anchoring us in Christ alone. Lord, you hold our tomorrow. You hold next month. You hold next year. You know what is coming. I thank you that you are preparing us. I thank you you're preparing us for a greater glory. A greater glory and an awakening and an outpouring of your mercy, an outpouring of your mercy and grace, God. Father, I want to say again and decree in this house with every one of these lions and lionesses that America shall be saved. That you are the keeper of our nation. You are the Lord and the God and the King of this nation. We honor you, Lord. Lord, we bind America to its covenant with you. We bind this nation to its covenant and our covenant-keeping Father. Lord, you are wooing, you are wooing the prodigal nation back home in your grace and mercy. And your will shall be fulfilled, God, from coast to coast. We shall see it. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you that we shall not be overcome by evil, but we shall overcome evil with good. I thank you that the righteous will rise up and triumph in this hour. The righteous will rise up and thunder. The righteous will rise up and herald your word, Lord, and push back the forces of darkness. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. You are building a royal, noble ecclesia that the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Hallelujah. 
I bless you, men of God. I bless you, women of God. Be strengthened this night. Hallelujah. I want to pray one more prayer over you. I want you to stand to your feet. And I want to pray for the fire of intercession to burn in us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you that there is a deeper place, a deeper realm of prayer, a deeper realm, Father, of warfare, a deeper realm of intercession a deeper realm of victory and triumph that you are bringing us into even now. Lord, that we would arise and we would ascend into the mountain of the Lord our God, that you will teach us your ways, Lord, that you will teach us how to fight valiantly. Fight valiantly, Lord, the fight of faith in this hour. Lord, that your prophetic watchmen would be groomed in this hour and we would learn how to yield to you. We would learn how to come and be awakened by you and step into agreement and decree your word, Lord, over the nations. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, watchmen, receive fresh oil tonight. Watchmen, receive fresh oil from the Holy Ghost tonight. Awaken us, Lord. Awaken us. Lord, may we be sober. May we be vigilant. May we be faithful on our watch. Wow. Faithful on our watch, God. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Men of God, women of God, I bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Let's give the Lord praise in the house for the whole night. Hallelujah. I'd like our prayer team to prepare themselves in the next few moments. We're going to open up the altars. We want to pray for everybody that wants prayer tonight. Any need that you would have, we are ready to just link our faith with you tonight and pray miracles, pray healings, pray breakthroughs tonight. Like our team to go ahead and begin to come. Guys, good night. We love you so much. You are blessed. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com or download the Victory FLA app.